what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of stimulated my name is luke and i'm here with the man john wagner john is by all means necessary what he would self-proclaim call himself a disruptor john's a businessman he is a that he calls himself the the tax man the 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 um, insurance man the money man he's had all kinds of different names we're not going to get into talking a lot today about uh, John's professional history and things like that. We're going to get to the bottom of what makes John tick and why, what brought him and I together and how he ended up on this podcast. So, John, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. What's up, my brother? How are you? I feel you gave me you gave me a couple of names. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because those are the polite names, you know, you get <laughs> those are good. Those are good. I, I was like, all right, he started with tax man, started with insurance man. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I've never worked in fucking taxes. I've never, I know, you know the insurance. Right? It's, it's, it's I crazy, that though, brother. Yeah. It's all good. Up. It's all, no, but, I laughed though. I said it in my head. I was like, he's not the tax man, you dumbass. What the, where the hell did that come from? But dude, at the end of the day, I love the term well, well, disruptor. Everything. Well, right. Yeah. I love the term disruptor and I don't want to, you know, dwell too much on it because it's been kind of beat to death in some aspects, but. What I really like and what I really think needs to be focused on from that perspective is I believe you're a disruptor of men. And what I mean by that is, is not necessarily business, not necessarily, you know, the, the aspect from your professional life, but dude, you are the type of person who can sit in a room with people and disrupt the conversation in such a positive way that you'll get people to talk and speak and open up about stuff that they wouldn't tell their best friends and you may have just met them. And I know this personally, because the very first conversation that you and I had, I told you things that I hadn't, that, that people that are like close to me don't know. And we just had this in-depth, awesome conversation about who I am, what I'm about, where I'm coming from, what I want to accomplish, what makes me tick. And I felt completely comfortable having that conversation with you. So now we're here to have that same conversation, but on a reverse. So, Tell us what makes John Wagner <laughs> so you, tick, man. So, so one, it, it's one. Thank you, brother. Because like, absolutely. You know what you said, and 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 I think you know when we talked about like doing this podcast, I, I said to you, I'm like, like I, I don't want this to be another one of those like you know business card freaking like glorified right. glorified infomercials where it's like come buy my product. I didn't want it to be that like that. I felt right. like so many people so many people just talk, 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 talk. And, and if you only got three seconds of content, that's all you give. If you get an hour of content, you better fill the content, right? Yep. So when you talk about disrupting people, I literally, Luke, I literally got chills because when you sat there and said, like, I'm a disruptor of men, um, I, I'm an emotional bag of bones. I really am. And <laughs> I, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy because I got serious. The chills, man. If we were doing the YouTube right now, I would show. I would show everyone watching. My hair is standing up on attention. I got chills That's like awesome. crazy because it's yeah. the first time someone. Appreciate you, brother. First time someone has said it like that, and I'm gonna. I'm, no, no offense, man. I'm gonna steal that. Hell but yeah. it's like, steal it all day long. <laughs> so want, so much. I want of a it. t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> done, done. I think we got some. I, I think we got some guys in Arte who can hook us up on that. When we, when we look at it from this perspective, right? Well, who the hell is John Wagner and why the hell, why would someone want to spend an hour of their time listening to this? Uh, I'm going to try my best during this, during this podcast to, to really throw some truth bombs at people. And I think, you know, the call that you and I had, 
I think a lot of people forget that God gave us one mouth and two ears. Right. And we forget, we forget to, to shut the mouth and just listen and just to be actually present to the individual you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And as a disruptor, that really makes people uncomfortable because everyone's having conversations nowadays that center around either a complaint or a, a woe me or a, you know, you know, we're going to, we're going to get back better or right. we're going to, <laughs> you know, when things go back to normal and it's pre-programmed in the conversation. And how many times have you sat in a conversation with someone, right? Whether, I mean, back in the day, right? Right. Fuck man. Back in the day, back in the day when I could go to the bar, what the fuck stopping you go to the bar? Like Hell yeah. when you, when you had conversations with people and you actually, we, we, we missed the intellect. We missed the, we missed the camaraderie with people. And now two years later, what's funny is that I think COVID allowed me to really get on a zoom call. And because you weren't, you weren't really belly to belly with the individual. I started getting on these zoom calls and I think it's almost like a psychology session, right? Like a, like a therapist session with an individual. And because there's not that, you know, in-person attachment, asking the questions like, what are your goals? Like, what do you really want to have happen in life? Some people are able to open up a little bit more. And I think, I mean, when you, when you sit there and say, I'm kind of known to make someone like cry on the first time I talk to them, (laughs) I I think the root of that is because I, I tend to, I tend to bring the conversation back to how do we actually impact lives instead of just being an impact on that person's life? Does that, that there's a, there's a, do you get that? Do you get that Absolutely. small difference in wording? Absolutely. Is yeah. that sometimes if we're an impact on the individual that we're, that we're are surrounding ourselves with, that's not always positive, but how do you impact the person's life from a perspective of, are, are you, are you bringing value? Are you introducing that person, that brother, that that sister, whatever the case may be, to to a higher higher thought process? And mm-hmm. that's what that's what you should be doing on this earth. It shouldn't be a situation of what can I get from this individual. And I think there's too many there's too many individuals in this world, whether it be business, entrepreneurial, um, you know, market, whatever space you're in. We forget that karma is a bitch. We forget right. that. We forget that I believe, you know, regardless of your, your belief in God, um, to those of you listening out there, you got to believe that something's running this universe that we're in, right? Absolutely, yeah. And if, if we believe that, and we believe in this, like, cycle, I believe in God, right? So mm-hmm. I look at it from this standpoint, I believe that there's good and evil, and I believe that there's impact. So if I'm on this earth to, for only a short period of time, really, I might as well leave the biggest impact I possibly can. Damn right. And that's what I woke up to. That's why I have these calls. And I'm, and I'm not really pitching my services at all when I have a conversation no. with someone. I'm pitching, what are you about and how can I impact that? So I'll shut up, man. I'm, I'm like verbal, verbal vomited no, like dude, the first like I, 10 minutes on this. But it's just like. It's amazing. You know what I mean? And that's, nah. I love the thought process of where you're coming from is, you know, being being impactful versus making an impact. And I think 
that's <clears throat> that's huge when you think about conversations, especially with men, because then we get into talking about things like men's mental health and men and men building relationships. And that's something that a lot of us, depending on where you grew up or who you grew up around, we've always been taught that we internalize everything. Men hold on to everything. Men don't show feelings. Men don't, you know, men are supposed to be tough and strong and they're not supposed to cry. And, you know, when you come from an, an aspect of that, and then you really start to develop real relationships with men, some of the most impactful relationships I've had with men in general have been instantaneous. And what I mean by that is they've been on a whim, just like ours was. You know, we we got on a call one day, we spent an hour talking to each other. It's developed into, you know, more and and hopefully we'll continue to develop into a greater friendship down the line. And it's, but it was that moment and it wasn't a lot that you said. It was the simple fact that you took the time to listen, like you said, open your, you know, close your mouth, open your ears. And then Mm -hmm. moments when you had to step in and make a comment, you did. And it was, I mean, it was unbelievable. And I, and I just couldn't believe that something so simple that I had been missing out on for so long could have been so impactful. And when I look at, you know, not to dig too much into Arte and stuff like that, but when I look at Arte and your name comes up, okay, mm. that is, I get the same exact response from just about everybody who's ever had a conversation with you. It was like, oh my God, John is amazing. He's a life changer. I mean, he, he just, you know, he makes you think outside the box and that's where that whole disruptor thing comes in, you know, and it's like, Luke, Luke, I pay them very, very well. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) What do you pay them in cookies? Come on, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You you know me, most of the people that we're talking to, if I send them a cupcake or a cookie, they're going to literally kick my ass because they're going to be like, what are you doing? You're disrupting my program. To your your point, and I'm not trying to bogart the mic here. I'm really not. Uh, But, there are times I get awkward even hearing what you're saying, and right. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be raw and transparent and authentic. It's oh. hard for me to it's hard for me to take a compliment like that. It really is. And let me explain to you why. Because we all should be freaking doing it. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be getting any kind of praise or shout out or anything on these platforms saying like, "Wow, great call with John Wagner." Wow, Wags was awesome. Wow, it changed my life. It's like no motherfucker. Why can't you do that? Right. Why can't you have a conversation with someone and sit there and say, and just shut up for a second and listen? Mm-hmm. Like we're so programmed to either be in our shell and, and never be raw with the individual. Luke, I gotta tell you, in, in the last in the last year, maybe, right? Less than a year, I've gone from being this guy that I remember saying to my wife all the time, like, man, I don't have a lot of close friends, right? I don't have a lot of close friends. I don't have people I can like reach out to. And mm-hmm. I thought it was always a me problem. And guess what? Ready for this? Mm-hmm. It was a me problem. Yep. <laughs> it was a me problem. The reason why is that I was not surrounding myself with people who are in the same realm as me from a standpoint of like what our mindset was. Right. And I think a lot of us spend a lot of time with the wrong individuals right? And we seek acceptance and we seek guidance from people who really don't have, it's not their fault, but they don't have it in them to actually guide us and support us, right? So Mm -hmm. when you think of like, when you think of a car, right? Think of a vehicle, right? Everyone loves, like, I'm I'm, I'm a truck guy. I'm always to the day I die, I'm going to be a truck guy. So I can't say, (laughs) I love how you're like, cool. 
but like i can't <laughs> sit there and i can't sit there and put like you know a big huge freaking pile of bricks in a mini coop no. right i can't do that like i i could i could i think yeah. i tried one time i actually had a mini cooper and i put one of those big ass freaking truck tires on the top of it my wife is probably That's laughing funny. she's listening to this podcast because she knows <laughs> she knows i put a i put one of those big ass flippers on the on, a, on the top of a mini cooper and carried it like a dumbass it's like a mile off the road anyway the thing with the, the thing with this analogy right if, if you don't have the proper equipment or you don't have the proper person to guide you then you're, you're literally it's your fault right? It's not, yeah. it's not the people you're surrounding yourself with, right? You got to level, not even level up. I hate that term level up, but you just need to find the right individual, right? Yep. If, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're talking to freaking, you know, C3PO to guide you, he's probably the wrong person. Go to fucking Yoda, go to like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, no, you're right. Individual. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So a year ago, I started really searching out and, and trying to find these dudes and find these, find these people in my life. And when I started, started really having these raw conversations, you know, it's it centered around Men in particularly, and I don't know what your target audience is, but I think it's kind of guys like us, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're a guy and you're listening to this, this podcast and you're sitting there like, what the hell is John Wagner talking about? What I'm talking about is the fact that you probably probably have bros and guys in your life that you go fishing with, you go hunting with, you go shooting with, you go, you know, you go drink beers with, and you bitch and complain about your wife, right? Or you bitch and complain mm-hmm. about your family and your relationships. Here's the fucking point to you if you're listening. You're the issue. I'll repeat, you're the issue. Yep. Not your wife, not your kids, not your family, not your circumstances, not your job. You are the fucking problem. And when I realized that, I really hit home to that. I started sitting there saying, man, you know what? I don't open up to other people about this. And then I started opening up. I started having like deep conversations and said, and like it really tore back the layers and the onions and sat there and said, what am I trying to do in life? What am I trying to grow? Like be vulnerable, like be a little bit weak, right? From, from, from the standpoint of here's how I fucked up. And, and what's funny is when you start talking to people about when you have messed up in life, right? When you really have totally, if you look at it from a judgment standpoint, on the day that we sit in front of the Lord and the Savior Jesus Christ, he will judge us on our transgressions, Absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. I want to practice that. Ooh. You hear me that? Hear me on that? Yeah. Yeah. How about that for raw? You should practice that. And I practice chills again, but I practice, right? So if I can sit there and say, here's one of my darkest moments in life, right? Mm -hmm. And say, this is how I fucked up. Here's how I own it. And here's what I'm doing to get better. You instantaneously have a relationship with that person who heard you. Okay where that person knows it's not the deepest, darkest secret bullshit, right? It's not a secret society. It's not, 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 not I'm going to drop some truth bombs. It's not the skull and bones. It's not the fucking Illuminati. It's not shit like that, right? Right. What this is, is true discipleship and true understanding of one's soul. When you understand the sin of a man or a woman, and you understand their deep, dark, shit and you can be present to that that i feel is where true growth happens because that person can come on a plane with you and you may not be you may not have this have the same time to share you know your situation right Mm -hmm. but you can look at that that person and say man all sins are equal 
right? All sins are, yep. all, all mistakes are equal. They really are. So how do you deal with that from a standpoint of it? And like people talk, this is a huge ramble. I apologize, but like people talk about the victim card all the time, right? Mm -hmm. What about the people who actually are the people who did the crime? Right. Not many mm -hmm. people talk about that. No, you're right. We like to talk mm -hmm. about, sorry. No, go. We like, we like to talk about someone did me wrong. Not many of us like to talk about I actually did the wrong. Right. Dude. So in reflecting oh. on that, for reflecting on that and being open to sit there and say, who the, you circle back, right? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jen, whatever your last name is, but to circle <laughs> back on this, I know I would get you on that one, but to circle back, Okay. Who the hell is John Wagner? I really think it's because I can reflect on the mistakes I've made in my past. And it allows me to take monumental leaps forward because there's no boogeyman over my shoulder. Right. There's no chip on my back or whatever. I'm you know, mixing the phrases here, right? No, I got but you. Yeah. There's nothing I think holding me back from making monumental leaps because I don't have anything to hide, right? Yeah. And, and because of that, mm -hmm. exactly. Because of that, I think to your, your, your point, right? That, that conversation we had, I could dive right in because I see the facade and I can actually see a person because I'm looking in the mirror when someone sits there like, oh, I'm good. No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> I exactly. know that feeling a million times over, yeah. That's our, that's a traditional, you know, response. Oh, I'm good. And it's funny that you should mention, you know, the, the, like not having a lot of close friends and stuff like that and kind of taking that route down that way. Cause I've literally like always been that guy. And it wasn't until recently that I realized the very same, I had the very same epiphany where I was like, it's not, it's nobody else. It's just me. Like I'm, I'm the one who's looking in the wrong places. I'm the one who is expecting the expected relationships to work out the wife's friends, boyfriends, the wife's friends, husbands, you know, the, the people that yeah, you're supposed yeah, to yeah. be quote unquote friends with. And when you don't develop those relationships into anything, you kind of get looked at as being the sourpuss, the guy who doesn't want to be involved, the, you know, like, well, what's his problem? Why doesn't he, you know, want to be more buddy, buddy with my boyfriend or whatever. But when you're not on the same spiritual plane, and when I'm, and I, when I use the term spiritual plane, I'm not talking about necessarily a God thing. I'm just talking about when you don't have the same vision, when you don't have the same determination and drive, when you're mm -hmm. two, when one guy is working at a tire shop and is perfectly happy making 25 bucks an hour for the rest of his life, and the other guy's shooting for the stars, they're not on the same spiritual plane. <laughs> and it's very hard. I'm not saying you can't be friends, you can't hang out, you can't enjoy each other's company. But it's but you can't. It's very hard to connect with people when you don't have a similar vision to what you're trying to accomplish. And I think that's at least you know, in, in the very short interim of me being a part of Arte, for instance, that's really made me realize that. And and uh, you've obviously been in longer than me, and I'm and I think you're feeling the same kind of feeling the same thing, right? I am to a point. So, okay. and and this is. I told you, man, I was going to be, I was, was going to be brutally honest. Hell yeah. There, there are, there are, there are people who fit what you described, right? 
-hmm. So there are, there are the guys that, you know, maybe, maybe they're mechanically making $20,000 a year, 30,000, whatever the case may be, right. X amount of dollars a year. And they're perfectly content doing that. Right. right. And then you, then you have, you know, <clears throat> someone like me, for example, who's like, I ain't, I'm not, I ain't, right. I'm not content. I'm not content <laughs> with anything. Right. I'm just not. And for, for 40, 40 some odd years of my life, right. I'm 40, I'm going to be 43. So mm -hmm. for, I would say probably 39 years of my life, I was told that that was wrong. Okay. I was, yeah. I was told to settle pension stability. Like, what are you doing? Like, Luke, I've had, I had 27 jobs just to get to this career. That's 27. Wild, yeah. And like, I've done, wild, I've done it's everything. It's wild to hear you say that without interrupting your thought, because I've had 25 and I hear the same thing every yeah. day from my wife. <laughs> it's, 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 but, but yeah, I, you do anything you need to do yep. to do, to, to get you to the point. Right? right. And for some it hits. Right. And I think that's, I think that's, I think the guys, the guys and girls who like, you come out of college, you hit your, you hit your job and then you never move on from that. Mm -hmm. I don't know that path. So I don't know. I don't know how that works out for me. It didn't happen. Right. Um, you know, I went to school for, for photography and printmaking came out and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Certificate? Honestly, God, <laughs> um, yeah. like truthfully, truthfully, I was yeah. just like, what do I do now? Um, Are you going to be a wedding photographer? Yeah. I mean, that's about, you know, I mean, it was really like, it was really a situation where I came out with, I came out, I had a really, like I spent $10,000 on a camera, which you know, was a mistake. Um, and I got screwed over by, uh, yeah, whatever. I don't want to go down the road, but I got screwed over by, by a newspaper company, never paid me. And then I sat there and said, shit, what am I going to do for money now? I, right. I want to bring this back to what you said though. Mm -hmm. You you were talking about the two individuals, right? You got, you got the one income earner, right? Very content. And then you got the other person who's like aiming for the stars. Those two people can very, very much get along. Right. The, where, where, where the crux of it happens, right? From when you were talking about the spiritual plane, I look at it as like an intellectual plane. Mm -hmm. and, and let me, let me dive in deeper on this. Yeah, please. I have people in my life who don't understand what I'm trying to do. That's not their fault. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep on saying this is not anyone else's fault. It really isn't. And I, I spent years sitting there like, why don't you accept me for who I am? It's like, they just don't get it. And at some point you have to look back in yourself and say like, that's a me thing. I got to move on. Right. I can still hang out with that person. Right. But maybe I shouldn't bring up like the fact that like, Hey, I just got this car for my wife or, Hey, we're just buying this house or, Hey, what, you know, dude, right now I'm moving to Florida and people think I'm batshit crazy. So like, it doesn't <laughs> matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter yeah. what you're doing in life. It, it's, you're going to piss somebody off. You're going to upset someone and someone's going to look at you from a standpoint of like, you're freaking crazy. No shit. I'm crazy. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. If exactly. my dreams make you uncomfortable, if my dreams make you uncomfortable, I'm doing something fucking right. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because, yep. because so many people put their dream as like, mm, I want to have a house and two and a half kids and a doggy. Good. Cool. <laughs> cool. Like, cool. Like, yeah. I don't know how that fucking half a kid's going to look, but you know, right. let, let's, let's be like, you know, it's going to be awkward as shit, strange, but like, let's yeah. be honest here. Like you go do you, but don't you fucking judge me for wanting to leave a crazy legacy behind for my people. Absolutely. Right. That's what mm -hmm. bothers the shit on you. And that's, I think where your point is, is like, how can we have conversations with people 
who 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 aren't on that same to use your word spiritual plane they Luke they're just not on the plane and right. I think it no, right. I, I think it takes I think it takes us to look at them and be like you know bro we can have a conversation we're cool like yeah. like no problem but it's our fault when we actually bring up our goals in front of them Absolutely. And you, we have to learn this we have to learn this if we're making someone uncomfortable because we consistently sit there and say like be like, oh, I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. Oh, my income increased by 80%, like blah, blah, blah. And, and they're squeamish. Don't not hang out with the individual. Don't push them in the corner. Don't sit there and, 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 and use this analogy of like, well, I need to level up and get to a new place. If they can't, if they can't meet you halfway, um, if they can't meet you where you are, if they can't meet you from that plane, be accepting of that. Because you never know, and there's a great analogy here. It's it's the analogy of a bumblebee. I'm going to drop this on, on people. You probably have heard this before. When you watch a bumblebee in, in a garden, what does a bumblebee do, Luke? Do you know? Lands on flowers and gets yeah. pollen and flies around. Correct. It goes <laughs> yeah. to, you know, right, right, right. Yeah. It's not a real trick question, right? Mm -hmm. The bumblebee goes from flower to flower. And what is the major thing with the flower? It's open. The flower is open to be pollinated, right? Uh -huh. The bumblebee goes around from, from flower to flower. It takes the pollen. It brings it to the next one, right? It co-mingles so every flower can grow. Every flower can get the nutrition and, and, and what it actually needs. Now, what happens when that flower is closed? It moves on to the next what one. What happens? Yes. The bumblebee doesn't sit there and beat the fucking shit out of the flower and <laughs> take yeah. the petals and go, motherfucker, you better open. I'm going to get, I'm going to get my shit. And no, it doesn't do that yep. to be freaky. It doesn't violate the flower. Right. It yeah. moves on. It mm -hmm. moves on. It doesn't sit there and become the bitch at the freaking party and sit there and say, Hey, have I, have I told you about the fact that I work for an insurance company? I would love to do your auto and home. Like it doesn't <laughs> do that. Right? right? It doesn't say, like, oh, I can on. do your yeah. marketing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm a marketing specialist. Mm, please let me market your business. Yeah. And you get five fucking likes on your Facebook post. Like, sorry, like rant here. But, like, no, we can't be in this situation. We can't be forcing people to listen. Okay? We can't mm -hmm. do that. You can't beat people over the head. You sure. can't do it. You have to move on and meet the person where they are. I like that, you know, and that's kind of a perspective that maybe I hadn't, you know, considered. And even though, even though I, I won't turn my back on people, I mean, I go to the, I still go to these events and hang out and talk to these guys and have a good time, but I have definitely found myself in that circumstance where, you know, career will come up or something will come up and I'm talking and you can, you literally can just see their attention, just go, Ooh. like they just know, you know, obviously they're no longer interested in what we're talking about. And it's, you know, I have to do a better job of, recognizing that and maybe switching the tone of the conversation or you know something else or something that's more relevant between in that company and then utilizing that conversation for conversations like this versus you know something like that so the uh, you know what that's that's doing that on them it's causing self-reflection on their part absolutely absolutely and that it's uncomfortable for them and that's why they don't like sure it and that's why they tune yep. out yeah for sure like and i know we exactly. become i mean i know because there was a point in time when i think I don't think I've ever been that guy, but I think there was a point in time where I was in, I had that same mindset because I felt, and, and this is a horrible truth, but it's the truth, is that when I had, there was one point when I had my shop and the shop was doing very well. 
And I kind of got this, you know, ego boost really, really quickly. And I kind of felt like I was sure. doing better than everybody. So yep. I was kind of the opposite in that conversation where they'd start telling me about, hey, man, I got a bonus, I got a raise. And I'd be like, <laughs> so what? My shop is doing fantastic. You know what I mean? It just was stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. I got, you know, and, and, and in the you know, long run, I mean, ultimately, I ended up closing it down and it didn't do so well. So, you know, there were karma hit, karma hit you like a bitch and abs- then you had to freaking eat crow. Absolutely, yeah. dude. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, same shit I'm, happens to all of us. It's how you, how do you learn? Sorry, I'm interrupting. Go. No, you're good. It does. You're right. But what I was thinking, I really want to pick, you know, to find out from you, like when, when did you decide for yourself that life was about the win? Like what, what was it? Was there a moment in time you can specifically recall or a series of events? What was it that literally just flipped that switch for John and John just said, fuck it, dude. Like I'm in this life to win. Like what, what was that? It's a great question, but I'm going to correct a question because I'm a prick who does that. Um, I'm not in this life to win. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm in this life for the journey. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. there's a really, really great fucking coach. Um, of course, as soon as I say that, I'm going to blank on his name now, but it's like, um, sorry, Tim Grover. Okay. So and I'm going to butcher this saying I'm going to, and there's going to be so many goddamn comments in my DM sitting there saying you fucked it up. <laughs> uh, you know, cause you always get those guys, right. They, they forget, they, you know, you get the person who sits there and like sits there and says, you messed up the quote. I'm like, did you listen to what I said? No. Um, exactly. Whatever. But basically, so, so a win winning, right. It's like the prostitute that you have sex with at night and then leaves you high and dry in the morning. Yep. Okay. Now, I'm just going to say that and leave that out there to dry because <laughs> I feel you I feel because you. there's people, there's people who are going to hear that and they got to be like, what the hell is John Wagner saying? Oh my God. Right. Take it back. dumb skull. I want you to hear this again. Winning is take the word prostitute out, input, whatever you want to. Okay. Mm-hmm. So winning is the instant gratification Okay, let's insert that word. So winning is the instant gratification that you have at night, whatever that case may be, that leaves you empty in the morning. Can we can we can we change it? Can we change it to that? Yep, leaves you wanting more in the morning. Yeah, hell yeah. Correct. No, it it leaves you empty, brother. Yeah, it leaves you empty, and the reason why it leaves you empty is because how many how many? I'll ask you. Have you ever bought a brand new car? Yeah. What happens a week later? It ain't brand new no more. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. So it's yeah. like, so, so like what happens when you like <laughs> buy a new iPhone? They're tracking Same us, shit. No, all right. <laughs> those in. But like anytime you get the new, 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 whatever the case could be, right? You get the raise, the promotion all these things so to answer your question like the win right me realizing that like life was about winning i feel yeah that's part of it right but i gotta win every freaking day and not to steal all these other guys but when uh, you gotta admit the truth when someone says something that means makes sense and it, it hits you over the head and says that's exactly what i fucking do every day guess what say it out loud 
like it's not like you're copying Tim Grover. It's not like you're t- copying Andy Purcella, Ed Milet, you know, Tony Robbins. Right. You know, Jesus Christ. You're a friend. I say it like yeah. that. I say it like that because all the shit that is being told and talked and, and preached and, and, and these gurus that come out and sit there and say like, this is the secret sauce. No, it's not, you dumbass. What happens <laughs> is, what happens is some shithead like me says something resonates in you i'm not the guru i'm not the one giving you the secret sauce you're just fucking hearing it for the first time right that's the ticket do you get that everyone get that if we can get that we'll end right here luke right if you can (laughs) understand that what happens is these people who pay 40 50 60 100 dollars a year for coaching all of all the coaches in the world would be out of a fucking job if people just realized it started with them, 100%. That's the answer to your question. John, yeah. when did you actually fucking realize what this needed to change? When did you start chasing wins? Is when I stopped being a... I'm, I know my wife will listen to this, so I'm not going to use that word. <laughs> when... <laughs> hopefully, hopefully everyone's laughing here. Yes. When did I stop being... Um, when did I stop being weak? I'll use that. Okay. When did I, when did I really truly put on the full armor, right? Oof. And sit there and say, I'm no longer going to take, okay. I've said this before. Okay. Is the enemy of great. Absolutely. You can't be going through life with the, with the high school participation trophy from 30, 30 years ago, right? If your sure. biggest success in life is the fact that like you got hired 10 years ago, right? Or the, your biggest success, oh shit, I hear this all the time. Like my busy, biggest successes are my kids. You fucking suck at life. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, sorry, truth hurts, but it does. Like every, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you can check the stats on this, but I'm pretty sure every person put on this earth is capable of having like a child. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Now, extent, some people yeah. are going to be like, mm-hmm. some, some people are going to be like, it's eh, not true. I know. I know. If you're a guy, you have to find a girl. You have to actually have that conversation and see we what happens. It, yeah. All yeah. right. I'm good. Good. Glad. Some people don't get that. Right. Some people don't <laughs> understand how that works. But yep. the, the thing here that happened, the epiphany that happened is I was living in a life that was okay. I was living in a situation where I wasn't truly happy. And that, you know, that, that had nothing to do with my environment that happened had everything to do with what was in me okay from from traumas of the past to 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 other things and other and i brought this up earlier other sins of mine right we, we deal with this we don't put it we don't actually um take ownership of it and then one day kind of i, I, I kind of sat there and i was like enough is enough enough is enough and i moved day by day and I remember saying, <clears throat> I remember saying to my wife, I'm like, you know, Allie, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this situation being okay. I'm done with struggling. I'm done with, I'm done with this, this mindset, right? And maybe this isn't exactly what I said, but it was the context, right? Mm-hmm. And if I can speak for her, she probably thought I was on crack cocaine. <laughs> I know that thought my wife right. thought the same of my of me yeah yep exactly 
But then to every person who's made monumental jumps and, and brother, I'm going to tell you this one. I ain't done yet. I ain't Amen. done. I'm not fixed. I'm not cured. I'm still sinful in nature. I still fuck up. But when you realize that your monumental leaps happen instantaneously, they happen daily, right? We have choices throughout our day to impact lives and impact our own. And when you take that responsibility, and I think that's what I did way back in the day, is instead of looking at like, oh man, this client killed me, right? Or this client like affected my day or um, the fact that I don't have all these situations in play right now, you know, that's impacting me. I was just like, well, shit, that's my fault. Like I got to work harder, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't have a good relationship with this person in my life, or whatever the case would be. It's like, well, what value am I bringing to that individual? Am I bringing any value to that person? Am I living up to the, am I living up to what I should, right? Mm-hmm. Am I putting God center? Am I doing all these things? So, so brother, to answer your question, it was a lot of things that came in place. You know, these people who sit there and say, we take 1% change, fuck that. Take a, take a complete and total 180. Like when you start with the 1% change, you know what that, you know what ends up happening when you do that? That's weak shit. It's yeah, just you weak. Teeter-totter. Mm-hmm. You, you go back 10%. Yep. Like, like mm-hmm. this, these whole, these, these people who sit there and like, mm, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to dip my toe in the pool. Fucking jump in. Amen it's to not going to kill you. Yep. It's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. If you're fat as fuck right now, which I was too, right? Guess what? Go Thanks for calling me out, out, John. Ah, no. <laughs> that's you. That, right, I'm kidding. I'm right kidding. There. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Nope. Hold on. Yep. Time out. That was, I'm going to call your ass out right there. Do it. When that is you hearing something, we talked about this for 45 freaking minutes on the call. We did. That's you right there hearing something and internalizing it and projecting it back. Yep. And anyone who's listening to this podcast, I hope you're getting that fucking point right there. When people Strong do point. that, when people do that, right? I wasn't talking to you, but that is you. That is you internalizing it and throwing it back and be like, God damn it, John, how did you call me out? It wasn't, but you are ready for it because yep. you know that eats you up inside. And until the person on this call hears that shit and until the person who said to me, on the day, I'll never freaking forget. If you die today, where do you go? And I didn't have an answer. Oof. That hit me. When someone yeah. sit there and said to me, are you comfortable with this kind of situation for your family right now where you're paycheck to paycheck and you can barely pay your bills and you're selling your truck and your car and all this other shit because you can't pay your bills? Fuck, that hurt. Yeah. Hell yeah. When someone said, when I didn't know how I was going to pay for private school for my kid, and that sounds like I, I know there's people on the call like, well, that's a nice, that's a nice middle class problem. You have. can't figure out whoever's saying that shit right now. Fuck you, because you don't understand what the situation was. Right. I'm just going to leave it there. Absolutely. So there are times in our lives when we struggle. There are times in our lives when we have to make decisions. And I really, truly feel there are times in life when God sits there and puts so much on your plate and you have one of two options. You either break and crumble. How many people do we know who do that? Tons. Most of us. Yep. And then you have other people 
<clears throat> that will take that opportunity to be sharpened and refined and really truly impact the world. Absolutely. Yep. And as we refine ourselves, we will get tested more and more and more. And though there's people who are listening to this who know exactly what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Over time, the stronger you get, the more you'll be tested. And it'll be different. It'll be different. It's going to be different. It kind of brings, and I know this is kind of a little bit off topic, but it reminds me of a quote from a movie called Never Back Down, where the guy says they're about to get into an MMA fight. And the guy says to to the guy he's fighting against, and he says, your mind registers one of two things when you get tagged. So when somebody punches you in the face, you either get all in or you get all out. Right. So if life is punching you in the face, you have two choices. You can either get in and punch the fuck back or you can get out and cry and whine about it and sit in the corner like a little bitch. And that's you go. the yep. exact you know explanation of what you were saying. So I think uh, one of the things that, that people, men specifically, don't talk about a lot it's marriage, man. So let's, uh, I don't want to dig in, you know, too deep, obviously with, with your marriage, you know, personal stuff. Right. But yeah. tell us a little bit about, you know, through, throughout the years that you guys have been married and some of the things that you've gone through, you know, what are some struggles that you've had to deal with from, from within yourself that are a direct reflection of your marriage and how did you kind of overcome that and move forward? Yeah. He's like, God damn it. Where's my notebook? (laughs) I got one too. Trust me. No, that's, that's typically when I go, Oh, wait, Oh, it can't. (laughs) How long have you, how long have you guys been married first? You gotta, Oh my God. You gotta ask me all these questions. (laughs) Damn. He's in trouble. No, not true. We got, uh, so we got, it's funny. So, we met, we met in 05, she corrected me. We, so we met in 05, got married in 08. Um, so that would give us, we're, we're coming on, what, our 13-year anniversary? Yeah, um, I, I met my wife in 05 and we got married in 06, so we just turned 15 years. Yeah, It's, it, it, it's, it's crazy because the question you asked me, right, um, you know, regarding like ups and downs and stuff like that, I always like to keep this and I, I, will, I will give this, I will give this answer to you because they, I don't know who your audience is. Right. So to be respectful to, to, to be respectful to my wife and to our privacy, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll answer it. I'll answer it and focus solely on me in the right. relationship. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Yep. Thank you. Brother. So mm-hmm. I look at it from this standpoint. Um, and I'm not a bullshit person. So I, I think I think once you have a conversation with me, you realize I'm not full of shit. Hopefully. Absolutely. Just half just half full, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 95% octane. Um, the struggles in my the struggles I would say that I've dealt with in the last 15 years have been self-inflicted. Meaning I didn't realize what I was doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think a lot of us like to paint blame on other individuals. And I'm not even talking about my, my marriage anymore. Right. I'm talking about growth. And God was very, very, very generous to me. 
And in 2005, I met an amazing woman that completely and totally changes my life on a daily basis. And the makes me make me very humble in a good way because I seen how fuck man if you make me emotional I'm gonna really not want to talk to you again (laughs) I've seen I've seen love in a completely different way because of that person Mm -hmm. I've seen and I've been, I've been, I've been fortunate. I don't really like saying the word blessed, but I've been very fortunate to see a child come from this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen, uh, I've seen unconditional love. And I, I think a lot of us in this world don't really understand what that, that, that is. Right. You follow me? Absolutely. And I, I think there's not a day that goes by that. I don't try to get better for my, my tripod. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, that's what makes me to, to circle back to your question of what made me change was I knew I could be better because I had a really good example of what better was. Oof. So mm-hmm. when, when I struggled and I realized that um, I wasn't the man I needed to be truthfully from, from, from a dad perspective, from a husband perspective. Um, I had a really, really good example from a spouse perspective as to how to level up. And, and I still try to strive for that, right? We still fall short, um, of perfection. We're always going to do that. Um, but there's, there's a strength that a mother has. And I think there's a strength that of a wife, when you, when you have a wife and a spouse, I'm just talking, talking to the men here, men, the second you can realize that your wife is stronger than you in every way, shape or form, you're going to have a much better life because, because that woman most likely is the is the is the pack leader our duty from a relationship standpoint i feel we need to be reactive and ready for battle mm-hmm. i'm gonna get i'm gonna get emotional your wife is typically my wife very very strong Mm -hmm. and i think has strengthened me and made me realize how strong i need to then be and it doesn't need to be all the time it doesn't and that's what i learned in my relationship there was so much of this fake bullshit and toxic masculinity and all this other fucking horse shit that people say right i need to be a big tough guy i need to be a nope I need to just be ready to act in the event I need to act. But most of the time, most of the time I've realized in my relationship is that she's got it. She's got it. And she's not thanked nearly as much. And most women not are not anywhere 
thanked enough for what they do. And it, it comes and down to the men. It comes down to the men to put your wife and put your loved one in a position where they know that they are appreciated and protected. And I was, to your, to your question, the time in which I think this struggle in the last 15 years is when I didn't realize my role. Right. And I'm still trying to figure out my role, but I think I have a pretty good sense of what it is right now. So when people look at me now from a crazy perspective and say, what the hell are you doing? You, you know, you just, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen like, you know, bought a brand new house and all this like beautiful shit. And, and people are like, what the hell are you doing? Like now you're selling that you're, you're doing all these crazy moves. And it's like, that is my role. That's mm -hmm. my role. Like right now, I'm, I may be leading the wolf pack right now. Okay. I may be the, mm -hmm. I may be the, in charge of the charge of guiding the ship right now, but it's because that's my responsibility as, as a man, as a husband and as a provider to sit there and say to my son and my, my wife and my family and sit there and say, I got this. That's my, that's my, that's my job. Right. Most men fall on that. They don't ever take the sword. They don't ever have the, the discipline, the wherewithal to sit there and say, hey, I'm sucking at some certain situations here. And they, and we're told from a society standpoint, bro, do you know how many times I've been told I'm an arrogant, arrogant pompous ass or like, or, or, <laughs> or all this other bullshit or, or I get this too. And bro, I'm not fucking jacked. But when I get people sitting there saying like, oh, when did you get, when did you start getting like fit and exercise and blah, blah, blah. It's fucking awkward as shit to me. Right. It really is. It really is. And the reason why is because I look at the person, I'm like, you need to do it. And it, it's hard right. for me to say that question. It's hard, right? Yeah. Like we're being told, we're being told right now, it's like, it's like, you're okay. I'm okay. You know, you know, it, it's like, it's like eat a fucking cupcake. Like, like I know all this shit we're being programmed to do right now. But yet I'm the fucking guy who's going to kill the population right now because I work out. I exercise. I don't drink. I get up at four o'clock in the morning and, 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 and try to get a workout in. You know, maybe I'm taking better care of myself. I take supplements and I, you know, I take care of my fucking body. Right. right. I take care yeah. of my household. I prioritize my family. I'm fucking crazy. And I look at this, I'm like, what happened here? Because, yeah. because at some point, and, and, and why do you think there's so many divorces? Why do you think there's so many relationships yeah. that are broken? Yep. Because that's exactly what they fucking want. Yep. They want, they want to take the man out of the household. And to answer your question, as far as the struggles, it's when you allow society to eat your fucking mind and sit there and say like, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. From, from the temptations that we see out every single day, right? Yep. And when I say temptations, it's not freaking like just sex, you dumbasses. It's, it's, it's the temptations of weakness. Absolutely. It's to sit there and say, when you're at a fucking nine to five job and you're making X amount of dollars a year, that when you sit there and say, it's five o'clock, let me get the fuck out of here. That's the temptation. When, it, when you're sitting there saying like, oh, I could go home and hang out with my kid and my buddies. I could go hang out with my kid and my wife and my family, right? But instead, you've chosen to go golfing on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you're sitting there, can't wait to go back in the office on Monday. That's the temptation.
Absolutely. When you're sitting there taking every sacrifice you possibly can and putting it on your family and you have nothing to show for it, that's called fucking temptation. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm, I'm just going to keep throwing this at you, Luke, if you're okay with this. It's not you. It's the fucking people who need to hear this. Yep. You are being played. You are being manipulated and you are listening to the fucking narrative that tells you that it is okay to be a weak ass motherfucker. Instead, instead of refining yourself and training yourself and showing up and being fucking present for the people that you need to be present for in the life. And I don't give a goddamn rat's ass if that's one person, two people, 10 people, 20 people, or just you. Right. Stop being a weak ass motherfucker. Hell yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, dude, that's awesome. Stand up. I mean, fuck. It's like. And nowadays, I mean, you can't you, you can't get enough of it, dude. You turn the TV on or you look at you scroll through social media and it's like, you know, everywhere you turn, you know, we're being told, you know, to to soften up, you know, soy boy out, put your skinny jeans on. I mean, and I'm like, and I just, I mean, I look at this kind of stuff and it, it makes me cringe because as someone who considers themselves to be a man's man, and I say that not in the traditional sense, but in the fact that I am the protector of my household. I am, you know, the the lion to my lioness. Like that is my yep. role yep. in this life and to protect my kids and to protect my children and to provide for them and to make sure I want it would it would it would make me immensely happy if my daughters were to come home with someone like me. And I don't think there's a lot of guys out there that could say that where they would genuinely be honored to have their daughter walk in the door and present a boyfriend that was similar to them. You know what I mean? Whereas a lot of guys are like, Oh, I want my kids to, to, to date somebody as far away from me. Well, then you did the wrong fucking job. You know what I mean? Like exactly. you didn't do something right. Exactly. If you want your, yep. if you want yep. your girls or your kids or whoever dating somebody who's the opposite of you, then you fucked up, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I don't want to keep you forever, but I got one final question for you. And I hope it doesn't take us too far into, into uh, overtime, but that's an important one. And I really want to, to kind of close out with this one. Now um, you have a six-year-old little boy and mm. 20 years from now, looking back on parenthood, you know, what would you look for in your son that would cement in your soul that he was listening to you all along? And he believes in Jesus Christ. Oh, amen. Amen, brother. And that's, that's tough. That's, that didn't that's, take, that's that been didn't, a hard one for me. Yeah. That didn't take much time, did it? No, dude, that's perfect. And I, and the beauty, <laughs> I, I, I think of, I remember, remember the, the verse and I, I had it in my bio for a while, but it was, you know, if you lead your, you lead your children in the path of Christ and even right. when they get older, they won't depart from it. And I forget the exact verse, but you know, I'm kind of in that scenario now where my oldest has kind of taken, she, she believes we speak about God a lot. We talk about the Bible. We talk about different things but she's kind of taken a, she's kind of taken a, a different approach, you know, um, to, to spirituality, so to speak, and things like that. Whereas obviously the two little ones still go to church with us and things like that. And, you know, I, I said that to myself the other day, as I said, now's not the time for me to even consider, not only use the word judgment, but even, but like, um, how can I even say this? Like, like uh, adding up the scorecard, so to speak. I want to see where she is in five years. And she doesn't have five years. No, no, she no. She doesn't have and, five years. And that's Luke, the... Luke, Luke, let me jump in on this. Yeah, Luke, go let ahead. Let me jump go in ahead. on this. Yeah. 
So you you wanted a quick answer. You ain't gonna get one. Sorry. No, go. Yeah. So if I have the opportunity to talk about Jesus Christ, I am going to do that. And do the it. reason why Thanks. I'm going to be passionate about this is I'm not preaching, right? I'm not gonna preach. I'm not gonna. Yeah. This isn't this isn't that. She she ain't got five years. Mm -hmm. If we if we truly as Christians, right? And I'm sure there's people who are going who are immediately turned off your podcast the second I said that answer. I will pray for you. I will pray for you. I look at it this way, okay? If I have the opportunity to bring up bring up the word Christ in a conversation, I am going to do that. And the reason why is because I'll throw some truth bombs here, okay? Mm -hmm. What year is it? 2021. What's the next part? The year of our Lord? Nope, A.D. Okay, oh, which eight, is the yes, year of our yes. Lord, right? What what, yeah, what, what was before that? Before Christ, after Christ, before Christ right? Yeah. Eight, after right. That, yeah. So that's mm -hmm. one thing. And then I ask people this question too, right? And I'm literally getting chills as I talk about this. So maybe I'm doing something right. My, my question to this and my question to the audience is that why is it that little Nas can put out Satan's shoes, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it that the Illuminati and all the other people in the world can sit there and put out the fact that they believe in Satan, devil worship. Why is it so easy for people in general to believe in Satan, but it's hard for them to believe in God and Christ? Isn't that telling? So Absolutely. when I look at it from this standpoint, I'll have questions, I'll have conversations with people who be like, hey, you believe in God? You know what their answer to me is most of the time? They're like, ah, it's so fucking bullshit wishy-washy. Right. And God may not be happy with me, me, me swearing, but here's the thing. I'm a sinner. I'm going to try not to, right? Especially if I'm trying to praise God with this. But if it's easy for the, the person and the individual to believe in Satan, right? And mm -hmm. everyone gets awkward when you say that. I'm like, do you believe in Satan? They're like, I don't believe in Satan. I'm not a devil worshiper. I'm like, but yet, but yet you, you talk about the goat all the time. Right. You talk about, you talk about symbols that represent say satanism right mm -hmm. we we're very it's very easy for us to sit there and you know and, and put the devil into context of sports and games and all this other shit right very but true. it's very yeah. hard very hard for for guys like tim tebow and and other athletes who have spoken out right and sit there and say john 316 right they get persecuted and ridiculed right absolutely yep. you know there, mm -hmm. there's a basketball player on 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 the Orlando Magic by the name of John Isaac, who stood up, right? Didn't sit, didn't sit down, and he got persecuted. Yep. He sat there and said, I will not kneel for any man besides Christ. He got persecuted. Yep. So when when we when we when we think about this, right? And you asked me the question, 20 years from now, what would be a symbol, right? What 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 would make me know is when my when I have a conversation with my son now, right, about God. I don't wait till tomorrow. Right. Because as Christians and as believers in God, we believe that God will come again someday. We don't know when, right? And I'm going to leave you with this last thing, I promise. But it's called the story of the fence, right? Mm -hmm. So there was a man who was walking by a fence. And as he was walking by the fence, everyone around him, right? Everyone around him started to go hysterical because there was a storm coming. And he was looking for safety. He didn't know where to find the safety. There was dark images coming everywhere. And this man looked for safety and he saw the fence and he started climbing up the fence. 
And as the dark storm came and the dark images came, they started attacking everyone around him and just started taking them and taking them and pulling them and taking them until poof, everyone was gone. Just him on the fence. Wow. And as he sat on the fence in the deadest of silence, he sat alone with no one near him. Then from hundreds upon hundreds of miles away, a little black dot started to get closer and closer and closer and closer and closer until it grew and it grew and it could slightly take out, make out what that image was. And he knew what it was. It was Satan. And it got really close, really close to that fence. And the fence that he had climbed was miles upon miles high. And as Satan got closer, that fence kept on coming down and to the point where it was, it was a four foot fence. And he sat in front of the Satan. And Satan said to him, which side are you on? The man responded to Satan. And he said, I don't know. I'm still on the fence. And Satan responded back to him and said, I own the fence. Oh. Man. If you are waiting, if you are waiting to change your life in any way, shape, or form, get off the fence. Amen to that. Hmm. Didn't think it was going to take that turn, did you, Luke? No, man, not at all. And that's the beauty. That, I mean, that, that's the beauty of, you know, conversing with you in these conversations is that, you know, we never, we never know, you know, what direction like things are going to go. And I just, I can't thank you enough, my man. I mean, we've been, you know, we're a little bit over time, but it was, it was worth every minute to me. And I know that the listeners are going to absolutely love this episode and getting to know you and, you know, just getting to kind of understand where we come from, you know, collectively and, I, I'm blown away and I just, I can't thank you enough. You got it, brother. So until next time, my friend, I'll talk to you soon.